baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Tim, sorry about that. We uh, were having a bit of a technical problem. Welcome. Always great to have you here today. And I need something fun to watch because I'm planning this weekend. We're planning the movie marathon that is Killers of the Flower Moon. And I heard it's a little depressing. It's a little bit long. It's a little depressing. So I'm hoping that this weekend um, you can also give me some some comic relief or at least a little <laughs> lightheartedness. Uh, well, what do you I'm have? Not sure. I'm not sure with the two films that I want to talk about to start things off. I don't know if the, either of those are going to fit that bill, Jordana. I mean, as I mentioned earlier this week with the Oscar nominations, obviously there are smaller films where people are wondering, huh, where'd they come from, right? One of them is Poor Things, which is high profile because Emma Stone mm-hmm. is in it. Uh, It's a Frankenstein-like movie, but then it gets really, really bizarre. Um, Let's hear a little bit of the trailer. Do you have that for us, Josh? Uh, Poor Things? Sorry. Yeah, Poor Things. things. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't get it. I know it's sort of like a Frankenstein kind of thing. There were some funny lines. Uh, Punching a baby is kind of funny. But, I mean, (laughs) what's the story? Should I waste my time? Uh, you know what? All the critics will tell you yes. Even the Academy mm. voters will tell you yes. I will tell you no. Thank you. Um, this is maybe, why we love uh, you. Uh, well, I'm just a dopey movie guy, right? I'm not <laughs> going to pretend to be smart here. Apparently they know things that I don't. But, you know, whatever. I said in Victoria-era London, Willem Dafoe mm-hmm. is this mad scientist character. He re- reanimates the corpse of Bella, played by Emma Stone. Uh, by inserting in her head the brain of a deceased infant. Okay, that's weird off the bat, right? Okay, um, so she behaves like a child at first, but her brain rapidly develops, eventually into a woman who experiences the sexual awakening. Okay, this is where we get explicit nudity, explicit sex scenes with Emma Stone and Mark Ruffalo, who plays this sleazy uh, counsel for um, for for uh, Willem Dafoe's character, and he says, "Hey, let's run off and and tour the world and go on these sex capades together," which they do. But her brain continues to develop, and eventually, it's like, "I don't want this loser in my life." So she embarks on mm-hmm. her own bizarre path to find her own true identity. So I'm just again shocked at the level. Uh, it, it's it's depraved lunacy, Jordana. Oh God! Okay, not watching. <laughs> it's perverted. It's it's debauchery. It's crazy. It's bonkers. And again, I, how how the industry and critics embrace this sort of stuff? It's beyond me. Now I'm not approved. Okay, but yeah. Emma Stone, what's her deal with feeling the need to bear everything? Oh really? Yeah, she has taken on some really weird projects. That and there's a movie co- or show called The Curse on Showtime and Paramount Plus, which is equally bizarre, although not as explicit. Yeah. 
and and it's like god i guess you know she's willing to risk it all for her movies and apparently it's paid off because she got nominated for best actress for this role all right so i'm just going to agree with myself that i'm just not going to see this one i'm going to skip it i'm going to spend my time on other things and maybe it's your next one this is apparently like an independent film called court jester josh let's hear a little bit of that one Tim, I feel like we're watching uh, Stuart Smalley on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> you're, you're good enough. Yeah, you're well, smart they, enough. They have the, the same sort of approach is this is actually a short film that is available to stream for free on uh, YouTube. You can get it. And it's Pauly Shore, Mr. Encino Man himself. Yeah, uh, I like or Pauly maybe Shore. he didn't play Encino. You know who Pauly Shore is. Yeah. Of course. He's playing of course. Richard Simmons in this. <gasps> Okay. So the big story is this week is that, okay, uh, Richard's not on board with this. I never authorized this. I just want to be retired, leave me alone. And maybe he was afraid of, the, of, of, of maybe being ridiculed or whatever, because people have ridiculed the guy in the past. But the truth sure. of the matter is, if you've ever seen him with uh, talk and, and, and console somebody with weight issues like he has publicly, you know, we've seen it on TV or whatever – he is quite an incredible individual. And that's what you've got with mm-hmm. that little clip there. This 10-minute mm-hmm. short film, essentially what Paulie Shore wants to do is he wants to make a full-length biopic on Richard Simmons. And I mm-hmm. think this is a great way of going about it. you got a 10-minute short film that could play like an extended scene from this film mm-hmm. that shows the true compassion and heart of Richard Simmons. And he sounds more like Paulie Shore than he does Richard at this point. But he certainly got the moves. He has the essence of Richard down. I think this could work if it is indeed made into a full-length film. What's the story with Richard Simmons? Remember a few years back, there were Mm -hmm. rumors, and I I say they're rumors, you know, it's gossip, that he was being held captive by his housekeeper or his manager because he hadn't been seen in public for years. Do you know the story? Well, apparently he is, you know, he claims he is not being held against his will. Again, he wants to be left alone. He says he doesn't have a manager. He doesn't have a publicist or whatever. But Mm -hmm. as we all know, and I don't want to, because, again, there are always claims, and whether it's true or not, we don't know. But there have been actors in the past that have been, you know, allegedly subjected to the same sort of thing, where they get Mm -hmm. somebody involved that takes over their lives, their business dealings, and before you know it, yeah, they, they feel like they're captives. Yeah, yeah, that's a great example. That's a great example of that. Um, So that's as much as I know. I think right now, you know, this movie would move forward, a full-length feature, as long as it got Richard Simmons his stamp of approval. And hopefully he will, Mm -hmm. because I really do. I think it does show the true heart of this guy. And amazingly, you think about a guy like Pauly Shore, who's really been non-existent in pictures for decades, it kind of shows the guy can act. You know, yeah. Uh, again, yeah. it, it's not a perfect uh, little snippet of Richard Simmons' life in here that he's portraying, mm-hmm. but I think he definitely has what it takes to make it something. By the way, I'm looking at a picture. I Googled it as we were talking about it, the court jester. I mean, Polly Shore really looks like him, even physically. 
you know, I know yeah. he's got the, you said his essence, but he, they've done a really good job with the wig and even the makeup. He does look like him in this film. So I'm willing to believe that. And I would yeah. love to hear more about the Richard Simmons story because he was such a powerful figure and a weight yeah. loss figure, you know, even in the pre-Oprah days. Yeah, exactly. And you really do mm-hmm. get that sense of how much of a caring individual he is. Pauly Shore, by the way, yes. has been told in the past, you look like Richard Simmons to the point oh. where he says, let's kind of let's come up with something here. Mm-hmm. And they did. Mm-hmm. And again, check out the short film 10 minutes long. It's on YouTube. Stream it for free. And I think you'll be amazed at what he puts together in 10 minutes. Again, it's not perfect, but mm-hmm. I think it has so much potential. Someone texted in. Don't watch that Emma Stone thing uh, with your kids. (laughs) She's phenomenal, but they say, yeah, don't watch it with your kids. So, okay, excellent. I will not watch any Emma Stone with my kids. Before I let you go, Tim, I want to ask you about this fun surprise visit from Timothy Chalamet, who visited Hibbing High School's drama department yesterday as he was on his way through the region. Did you know anything about this? Did you, in your circles, did you no, guys get any no, heads I, up? I, I did not know about that specific visit, but I do know that James Mangold, who directed the last Indiana Jones film, is directing a movie about the young Bob Dylan. And Timothy yes, Chalamet yes. is mm-hmm. playing Bob Dylan in his upcoming biopic. And uh, it doesn't surprise me that he would visit Hibbing to kind of get into the headspace of, or, you know, try to capture the essence of who Dylan was and where he came up, you know, where he's from, et cetera. So, no, that's pretty cool, though, that he does that and, and to show up like that because he, he is very popular amongst the demographic. There's no question about that. Oh, my gosh. My girls are in love with him. Absolutely in love with him. I said I would have freaked out had one of my icons walked into, you know, theater practice after school. I don't know if it was an announced visit or not, but tell me a little bit more. Do you know anything more about the Bob Dylan biopic? Is it Dylan stamp of approved? Uh, I think it is. I'd have to look into that. I just know Mm -hmm. that um, uh, Edward Norton signed on to play Pete Seeger. So it is, you know, yeah, right. So it's going to be a pretty high profile deal. Um, whether he's actually going to attempt to do Dylan's voice. I mean, as we know, sometimes you get people uh, to to sub for Freddie Mercury's voice like they did for Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, But Mm -hmm. I I, I tell you what, Timothy Chalamet showed that he could sing in the recent movie Wonka, which I really liked a lot. So Mm -hmm. I uh, I don't know if your girls have seen that yet. It's the Willy Wonka prequel movie. Uh, Yes, we we all went. can sound like Bob is a different question. We went a few weekends ago because one of my favorite movies growing up was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is, you know, Willy Wonka. And I loved, loved, loved that movie. And this was the prequel to it. It was a little out there and very magical, which I guess it was supposed to be. Timothy Chalamet did a great job. And that was a fun movie to watch. So we all enjoyed Wonka. And Timothy is he's the real deal. Yeah, I think he is. I mean, I, I will say at first I thought, ah, kind of overrated, but I changed my mind with mm-hmm. Wonka. I thought, yeah, this guy's a talented performer. Are there any, before I let you go, are there any, because I need a new TV show. Mark is thoroughly depressed with all of the stuff that we're watching. Uh, any fun ones, any Ted Lassos, any shrinking, any fun uh, TV shows you can recommend? Well, you know, not fun in the way that you would expect, but I know you like murder mysteries. 
Yeah, we and do. you like to try, you know, you rack your brain to figure out who is what. There's a great streaming show on Netflix now called Fool Me Once. Um, you're not going to know any of the actors, really, but Harlan Corbin mm-hmm. has done he's a British author and he's done uh, films for Netflix. And one's called The Stranger, which is a great murder mystery. Fool Me Once is the same thing where a woman, uh, ex-British Special Forces, she has a tragic past with the military. Now she's dealing with the loss of her husband, who was murdered. And as it turns out, her sister, who was murdered not long before that, uh, the, the the husband and the sister were murdered with the same gun. So mm. it's, it's one of these things where you have to unravel it. So it's not a feel-good movie, Jordana, but I will say I know as somebody that likes murder mysteries, it's, it's fun to watch a, a show like this where you think you have it figured out, but you don't. And that's how well made this is. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you, of course, to Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant for your visit here. Uh, Tim, great suggestions, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Have a great weekend, Jordana. You're the best. Thank you. And Tim hit the nail on the head with that one because the RRG spit out Fool Me Once a few weeks back, and I did watch the first episode, and it was interesting. So I will. It was a little heavy. Like I said, I was looking for something light, but I that is a good show, and I will revisit that this weekend. We'll be right back on season. Someone says, I have to keep up with Fool Me Once. They say, Jor, Tim was absolutely correct. You think you got it figured out, and you don't. Just eight episodes. Great, great, great. Okay, I'm on it. I will absolutely do When I'm doing yoga today, maybe I'll put it on. <laughs> it's not all that relaxing to watch, but <laughs> I will get back into it, I promise. I wanted to read more about the Richard Simmons thing because a few years back, there was this terrible rumor that you hadn't seen him around in a few years and he was being, like I said, almost helped captive by his managers. And Richard Simmons has not been seen publicly. He hasn't made any significant media appearances. He did reply to requests about this new Pauly Shore short film, short film, excuse me. He says he did not give his blessing on the project. And I know that Pauly Shore is still looking for his blessing, so maybe he will after he's seeing it, after he sees it. But he's 74 years old now. Apparently, he is living in California. And he says that he has not, um, he's not doing any film work, that he's just focusing on his mental health. He is living a quiet life. That is what he says he's doing. Every now and then he'll post on social media, but he says he's living a quiet life and just staying healthy. And I thought to myself, Richard Simmons is absolutely entitled to do that, and I have no right to be invading his life by asking all of these questions. He said, a lot of people ask me for interviews. Right now, I don't want to do them, he said on a Facebook post. And I want you to know that I am fine and I am happy. He's retired. He's given up his manager and his publicist, and he's living in Beverly Hills in, like I said, what he calls a quiet life. So I will happily back off Richard Simmons. I hope you are enjoying your quiet life. Just want to make sure you're okay and you're good. I've been in a mode of, um, I read a lot on, on my vacation, and I've been reading the people's biographies. I read the Britney Spears book. I'm reading the Matthew Perry book now. And generally, I'm not a celebrity watcher. 
but I was very curious about the conservatorship. And, and since Matthew Perry's sad passing, I think it was just a few months back at this point, I wanted to hear about his life. And he talks so much about his struggles with addiction. So I would love to read a Richard Simmons biography, whenever he chooses to publish it, or if he ever does, which is his own right. When we get back, can we please talk about The Price is Right? This is my favorite game show. Sick days were made so much better by watching The Price is Right. Maybe if you're retired now, you get to watch it during the day. Sometimes it's on in the studio when we're in there. And today, I heard Drew Carey giving away some Price is Right secrets. I need to share them with all of you next. I love them. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did music <laughs> i love the prices right honestly i should i should tape it i should record it during the day so i can watch it at night because it is fun i love drew carey i i i loved bob barker still holds uh, up and too. by the what it, it, still, it still holds up it's still it's still totally. it's it's hip with the kids these days too totally it is timeless and somebody corrected me on the text line they say jor you're wrong Half of the people in the organization I work for don't need to retire to watch daytime TV. They can watch anytime because they work remotely now. Yes, of course. You don't need a sick day or you don't need to be retired to watch The Price is Right. You can 100% work from, watch it at home if you are working remotely. So when I saw this Drew Carey interview, I thought, oh, my God, I have to share the information uh, CNN's Chris Wallace is interviewing Drew Carey. And then Drew Carey goes on a bit of a tangent about how to win some of the games. And this one stopped me dead because I love to watch Plinko. And I know it's a simplistic game, but if you guys can imagine, if you're not familiar with Plinko, it's a giant pegboard, like the one you see at like your church carnival or the Purim carnival. And you drop a disc, a giant disc, and wherever it falls on the bottom is what you win. And you could win up to $10,000. I don't know why I love this game so much. Maybe because it requires no thought. It's total chance, which is what I thought before I heard Drew Carey say this. And it's just fun. And you can win a lot of money. If you have five discs, you could win $50,000. Nobody ever does. But it's possible. So as a public service... If you get to live the dream that I have not lived and get to go out to California and do a taping of Price is Right and be on the show, I wanted you to be armed with the information that Drew Carey shared with CNN's Chris Wallace. He, grab a pen and paper. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. That is. Am- okay. So, guys, the Plinko right above the N. Don't spin it just right above the N where the letter is. And then in this other one, the 10 chances, I don't even know what that game is. It must be newer. Um, It always ends in zero. I feel like, you know, when you take an SAT course or an ACT course and they give you the tips, like it's never B or always guess C or something like that. That was like major inside information. 
So someone said, Jordana, thanks for the tips. Uh, we're taping right now. Well, that's I don't know if you're taping the show or you're going on the show uh, to be one of the contestants, but good to know. So I hope one day that would be a bucket list. Josh, you and I both know being cancer survivors, I don't really have a bucket list. I'm grateful for every day and there's nothing that I feel I have to do, but I would love what a fun experience to go. And I hope I wouldn't humiliate myself and be on the prices, right? Oh, yeah. That it's it's it is top of the list, one of the best game shows of all time, and yes. you know it. Who wouldn't want to partake in Plinko? Or I mean, I think Plinko on a large scale like that is just it would blow my mind. I think that would be incredible to be able to do in person on the stage with Drew Carey, preferably Bob Barker, but you know. Yeah, well, legend will always live on as Bob legend. Barker is the host of uh, The Price is Right. But I've uh, spayed and neutered my pets. <laughs> yes, <laughs> legendary. But yeah, that it, 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 that would be incredible to be able to be on the stage and actually uh, even just partake in just one game on stage for Price is Right. I don't know anybody who's been on a game show. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Have you been on a game show? And how did it go? And then how did you, although wait, maybe maybe I'm lying, well, not lying intentionally, but didn't Frank Vassalero in his younger years go on a game show? Did he go on Wheel of Fortune? And I haven't talked to him about that. I'm going to have to ask him about that experience. But I always wonder, like, do you have to be super videogenic? Like, do you have to be the kind of person who, you know, passes a screen test to get on one of those shows? Or is it really just general public? You buy tickets or you're selected outside and you get to go. Do they brief you before? I don't know anybody who's been on a game show. Call me if you have, because I'd like to know the selection process. And it says at the end of the shows, you know, if, if you're good, who has been on? Uh, Frank Vassalero has been on Wheel of Fortune he- back in 1983. There you go. I'm going to have to ask Frank how that went for him. And uh, if he had to like... Submit an audition tape. I think it used to be where like young actors wanted to be seen, so they would go on these shows. I don't know if that's how it went for Frank. I have no idea. But I am curious. Oh, no. Someone said Frank was on Sale of the Century. Is that possible that Frank was on Sale of the Century? Possibly. When I'm looking on my computer screen right now, it's a very young and very ruggedly handsome looking Frank Vassalero on, uh, 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 excuse me, I'm blanking on the name already. Um, Wheel of Fortune. Yes. Wheel thank of Fortune. you. Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune. Or, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. Details, I, I see Wheel of Fortune. I also, I also see Family Feud. No, that's not Family Feud. Okay, yeah, Wheel of Fortune. We'll go with that. And then, if I was, if I did get to be on The Price Is Right, would I completely humiliate myself by adding? You know, like when you have to in the very beginning, you have to bet. You have, or you, you know, you have to place a bet on what the price of what they what they're showing costs would I completely screw it up and do something like so wildly out of bounds because I would have no brain cells because I would be overwhelmed probably it was sale of the century by the way I just looked it up 1983 people go on oh it was okay people go on to Jason DeRush's show game card sharks yeah okay that's Jason's show though I mean that's not Drew Carey you know no disrespect to Jason but come on you're not coming on down to the WCCO radio studio. You're, it's not like being like with Drew Carey. Uh, Jory, they come to Mystic Lake every couple of years to get contestants to air. You know, I did. I, I think it was before I got sick. I was going to go one of those years. But is that 
to get on the game show in California? Or is that sort of like a poor man's version that they do at Mystic Lake and the prizes aren't as good? Be very curious about that. I don't know. Donna in St. Peter. Sometimes they tape the shows here and show them um, at a later date. Really? Is that true? If that's true, Donna, I will get my behind to Mystic Lake and I will make that happen because that would be, and I hope I wouldn't completely humiliate myself because I'd be overwhelmed and mind going a blank. But I do my grocery shopping, so I know what things cost. All right. If you've been on a if you've been on a game show, I would love to hear about that experience. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Up next, we have the Friday Rewind. DJ put this together while he was on his sick day, so we really thank him for that. It's a time where we look back and we pick out some of our most outrageous, our funniest, our most embarrassing, and most interesting clips of the week. So up next, Chief Brian O'Hara. Uh, talking about Joe Maurer getting into the Hall of Fame and Minneapolis City Council member Latricia Vita. That's up next in the Friday, Friday Rewind. We have a celebrity caller because Chris from Fairbo has been on a game show. Chris, what show were you on? Hi, um, I was on um, Family Feud. Okay, wait, so your whole family was on. So how did you get to be on? Do you have to submit an audition tape? How does that go? Um, they had tryouts in Minneapolis at the convention center and my sister, it was actually my sister, her husband, their son, daughter-in-law and I, um, so she signed up for tryouts and we went up and got a second tryout the same day. And then we got a letter saying we were accepted. So how was the experience? Was it the new one with Steve Harvey? It was, it was in 2014. It was amazing. It was amazing. Really? They flew us down to, yeah, they flew us down to Atlanta and put us up in a nice hotel. And um, they taped five shows in one day. Okay. And um, so we got, they tell you that you're not guaranteed. There's a whole yeah, of course. people that they've, mm-hmm. but we, they weren't going to fly us in from Minnesota right. <laughs> and not have us on right. You know, so then we got on, and um, it was it was just a really amazing experience. The first game we won, and we won twenty thousand dollars. Wow! And we came. I know my sister and her daughter in law were the ones that did that fast money thing, and uh, at the awesome. end, and we won. Yeah. I know. And then we lost the second game, but that was okay. It was really fun. So fun, Chris. Thank you for calling in. You won the $20,000. Good for you. And I have 30 seconds left. Do they take the taxes out before they send you the 20 grand? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> You're responsible you for get, that. They, you, get a, you get a 1099. Okay. All right. It, so Chris, you thank, thank you so much for calling in. And the survey says, great job, Chris. Great job. Thank you for joining us. That was so fun. I love it. Someday I'll get on a game show. That would be really fun. Right now, we will look at our week in review with the Friday Rewind. Brian Murphy joins us from uh, Bring Me the News. Uh, Joe Maurer sure seems like he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think I, I think if you look at his numbers, you many would agree Hall of Fame, but I don't think a lot of people saw first ballot Hall of Fame coming. We here in Minnesota have to kind of remove ourselves a little bit yep. because we're so emotionally attached to Joe, of course, the St. Paul kid. 
But then the way his career ended, there was a lot of harsh feelings, too, I think, among the fans who thought for some reason he was ripping the team off. But nationally, among the, all the writers in the country, Maurer's got a great reputation. And, and really, it, it's because he's a Hall of Fame catcher. He didn't complete his career as a catcher. But what he accomplished in the first part of his career as a catcher was phenomenal. Three batting titles, six-time All-Star. He won a gold glove. He was the 2009 American League Most Valuable Player. Brian O'Hara is the uh, Minneapolis police chief in studio here. Is there anything in the consent decree that you don't agree with? Uh, we can't deny that, you know, what happened here in 2020 and all the different things that happened in this city and around this area that people, uh, you know, uh, point to and say it's part of the culture of Minneapolis that has led us here, part of the culture of policing in general around the country. Uh, and I think the problem is the reality of who our cops are, the reality of the work that they do is dramatically different from people's perceptions of us. It's not helpful when we do things uh, that in some way can be perceived as disrespectful uh, or over-policing and sort of provide, you know, under-servicing certain communities. Um, And then we wind up confirming those negative things. And it can be as simple as, you know, an officer just being disrespectful to someone in some way. Joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline is Minneapolis City Council member Latricia Vita. You laid it out beautifully in your op-ed piece, but explain why you think this is out of the lane of the Minneapolis City Council. I think this is a, a issue that council members should take up individually and not expect us to all be involved in it in the way that individuals may want to be. I represent a ward that feels underserved and that has been underserved for decades. That is my priority. The people of Ward 4 uh, elect me to do the work of city government, right? Like, so that's a priority for me. The time that my office has had to spend on replying to emails or checking voicemails has taken away from my actual job here as a city council member. Dear Jordana, should I tell my neighbor that I saw her husband peeing in their yard? Well, since you have peed in the yard, Adam, would you want your neighbor to say to Jen, hey, by the way, I saw Adam you know, peeing in the yard. I will say this. I'll admit it. Wait a night. I let Stella out the back. I peed from the top step while Stella was doing her business in the backyard. Did the neighbor see you? Was that wrong? Yes, that's wrong. Did the neighbor see you? It was late at night. It's his yard. It's my yard. There's something something satisfying and primal about that outdoor. You you are right. Peeing in the outdoors for some reason is just... I think you're beast. You're absolute beast. It's based on equipment. Beast. You're disgusting. I'll stand by that. Adam is off ice fishing. Maybe you guys pee into the ice fishing hole when you do that. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to hear about it. Hopefully he is catching some healthy, unpolluted fish out there. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me this week. Josh, thank you for filling in today. David's out sick, so I appreciate you being here. We had a fun time. We did, and, and happy anniversary to Josh. Today is six years that Josh got to ring the bell after his chemotherapy for his leukemia treatment. So, Josh, we are so grateful for the people that saved your lives and we are life, and we are so grateful that you are still here to celebrate. Thanks, Dora. 
You got it. Have a great weekend, everybody. Shabbat Shalom. Chad Hartman is next after the news. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 